The following episode contains mature content such as language, sex, drugs, and alcohol. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey everyone, on today's episode of Ben Out of Shape, I'm joined by Fred Calatayid, a fellow student and RA at Bentley University. Today we're going to be talking about college pastimes. Hope you enjoy. So today I'm joined by my good friend Fred. Fred, say what's up. Hey guys, I want to say I'm stoked to actually be on the podcast. Um, from Avon, Connecticut, and thinking about going into a major of professional sales, but still like halfway undecided. We'll see what actually ends up panning out over the year. Word, word. Glad to have you. Glad to be here. Um, so just getting right into it, college pastimes. Uh, what are your like some of your go-to you know college pastimes, hobbies you got going on? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, like, once you go from high school to college, you kind of get to the point where you realize it's not really a popularity contest anymore, especially if you go to a more populous college, so you realize you can kind of just do whatever you want and you'll find your group. But I feel like one, like, universal college pastime that will definitely earn you some friends early on is um, watching movies. Because, I mean, you got genres on top of genre. well you don't have genres on top of genres you have like a set amount of genres but the amount of movies that fall into the genres is numerous and practically uncountable um and obviously you have your fan favorites you got cinema classics like um oh, what's a classic i mean like stepbrothers everyone's i feel like everyone's seen stepbrothers oh you've seen stepbrothers i fucking love stepbrothers that'll get you some friends like in the first day of classes and then you can talk some obscure movies that are, like, fucking filmed in Hungary or whatever. and uh, Sorry, Hungary or whatever. But, yeah, I feel like everyone's at least seen one movie. So if you talk about liking movies, you're bound to find some friends there. Oh, least. yeah, for sure. And, like, movies, you know, come in all different, like, forms, you know? Exactly. Sometimes, you know, you'll whip out Disney movies, you know, maybe for a girl. Maybe yep, for yep. some other friends, soft friends who, you know... Favorite movie is Frozen or whatever. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, no, 100%. Frozen's 100%. cinematic masterpiece. You know, you know, there's Marvel movies, classic. You know, in this day and age, I feel like everyone has seen at least one Avengers movie. Oh, yeah. yeah they don't have to be, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe you know, fanatics or anything. Exactly. They know they've at least seen it or know what it's about. Um, so, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Definitely be able to make friends or have some talking points. That could lead to other talking points. For and, sure, yeah find your friend group at uh, school. Do you have any, or so I guess my question, movie recommendations. You got anything that Ooh. you you really like, you really um, feel passionate about? Oh yeah, so I actually keep a list on my phone. Okay, I do too, I do too. Of, of movies I've seen and All movies right, I want to see. I'm actually going to take out mine too. And I, um, yeah, I'm pulling mine out right now and I, I list them by um, like a star program. So like one star is like awful, not good. All right. Five stars, great. And then I use um, the explosion emoji for my favorite movies. So currently, um, my top two favorite movies on list of movies to see is Dead Poet Society, which is just a, it's a great movie. Good movie. Um, Solid movie. And, like, a lot of people have heard about that, though. And my, my personal favorite, though, is The Usual Suspects. I've never seen that movie. So it came out in 1980s, and I was actually watching this, um... I was talking to my friend about The Usual Suspects, and I'm like, yeah, it came out in the 1980s, and uh, 1980s movies had dog shit trailers. Like, you watched the trailer, you knew what the movie was about, you knew what happened. 
either that or you absolutely knew nothing about the movie. There was no content whatsoever. Um, and so I watched the Usable Suspects trailer from like 1983 or something, and it holds up. It's mm -hmm. a really good trailer. And um, the point I'm getting at is that is the only movie I have ever seen that has a twist at the end that left me literally with my jaw open. Really? I, I'm so, definitely, it's definitely something I'll put on, or one of the movies I'll put if on. If you've line. never seen it, you have to see that movie. It is a fucking masterpiece. It's awesome. Um, who's uh, any like specific actors? Yes, yeah, so they got um, Kevin Spacey, nice. uh, Benicio Del Toro, um, uh, Alec Baldwin's brother. I forget okay. what his first name is. Yeah, I don't um, know. But those are like some of the main... Oh, they actually have a very young... Um, who plays Gus Fring in Breaking Bad? I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't um, know his name, though. He's a little bit older. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, he's in it for like a few scenes. Gotcha. Um, really young. He's like a child. Um, so, for those who like don't know, can you just like talk a little bit about like what usual suspect... Like, without spoiling it. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you, it was a common term a while ago, it's not so common anymore, but you're talking about, like, maybe you see some graffiti on the wall or something, or you see, um, something out of this array, you're like, ah, oh, you know, it's probably the usual suspect, and it's like the people you think of accusing a crime, so if you're in the inner city and you see graffiti, you're like, ah, oh, it's probably some lower economic class people, definitely not people working on Wall Street. Gotcha, yeah. Um... And the whole movie focuses around five suspects of one crime, and throughout the movie it kind of determines like who did it, and it's from um, one character's perspective who kind of retells what happens. Um, and from the f so I didn't Google anything about the movie, and if you're gonna watch the movie, don't Google anything about Go it. Don't look into it at all. Gotcha. Go into it completely blind. And Kevin Spacey narrates it at all. Wow. Narrates it all. And so you're going, for, it's, it kind of also falls into the, um, um, what's the literature term? It's like an untrusty narrator or, um, something along those lines. But you go into it and the twist hits you like a brick. Really? It's, like it, it literally, I was watching the movie with my mouth open. It was so cool. And like when, when did it come out? Like 1980s. But it still holds up. Oh, it holds up absolutely. Right. I watched this movie for the first time maybe five years ago or less, Dang. and it was phenomenal. Yeah, because I'm. Yeah, I definitely will have to watch it. Yeah. yeah. But um, you know, like in college, you're not going to see people talking about like retro movies and grading them on their objective criteria. I mean, yeah. especially because you and I go to Bentley Business School. You're like, oh yeah, you seen Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. You're like, oh, that's the go-to. I went into business because I saw Wolf of Wall Street, bro. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Every, every, everyone who I ask, like, if you are, if you are a, a male or if you're a, a finance bro, yep. first thing is, Wolf of Wall Street changed my life. Yup. And, okay, yep. I'm not going to lie, my first year, um, so me and Fred are second years. My first year, I didn't see, I, I've never seen Wolf of Wall Street. This past summer, I watched it for the first time. I watched no it, shit, you yeah. watched it for the first time this, this past summer, summer? This past summer, I watched it. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, I watched it, and I understood <laughs> I understood why people were like hyped about it because all right, it's it's a very much like rags to riches type story, like yep. someone who like works his way up and everything. And like, okay, I understand that some people like it more so for the money, more yeah. so for the drugs, more so for the sex, yep. all of that. And that's understandable. I get it. I get it. We're you know, 
we're adolescents who you know want to just experience the world in different ways. But for me, starting off the movie, I think it was a good movie. I, it was a good movie. It's yeah. a fucking great movie. Yeah, it I, is rewatchable. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, I would definitely recommend it. I don't know if I would live and die by it. Oh, I would not live and die by but it. But it definitely has some like good meanings. You know, I think. Um, I don't know. This isn't really spoiled, but like, one of my favorite scenes from it, like. You, you've seen it, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, the, like, pen scene, right? When he's like, yo, sell me this pen. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, right. and he's like, um, all right, write me write me your name or something. He's like, I don't have a pen. He's like, boom, got you. Supply and yep. demand. Supply and, and like, demand. That's sick. Like, as a, as a business student, like, I was like, wow. I mean, it's a simple scene, but it, it made sense to me. It a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, overall, it's like, it's it's good. You know, it's pretty comical a lot of the times. Right. Um, but it's it's not only, like, funny to the, enter, uh, the viewer, they're like, ah, oh, ha, 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 he doesn't have a pen. You're also like, oh, shit. Like, that's how you sell stuff. Yeah, and, like, also, um, the fact that it's a real story. Or, yeah. Uh, based on a real story. Right. Um, I was on TikTok the other day, and Jordan Belfort, that's who it's based off of, yeah. right? And, like, he, w- the TikTok was, like, him, like, going through his uh, reformation of, you know, being this crazy guy into, like, what he is now, and he's more so more calm. And, yeah, no, more professional. Yeah, and, like, I think all that, like, is pretty cool in the terms of a movie like oh you can see this is actually a real life thing it's not just some made up huge fictional story right this is business and how it is and i think uh some people they get kind of caught up in that you know i'm not gonna say fantasy because it's real but like that huge rush of just what the business world like means you know even yeah. though it's not always like that yeah and i was gonna say like the important thing about wolf of wall street is like it goes great for the first 80 percent of the movie and then you realize the IRS catches him exactly. as they fucking always do. Yes. You do not fuck with the IRS. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. And it's, I think it's, yeah, exactly. It has a great message because it's like, okay, you're not invincible. Like, no one is. Yeah, no one's invincible, especially in the business world. Yeah. It's, it's tough to get away with that shit. They will catch up with you eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's a fun movie, but it's also a good takeaway at the end. You're like, oh, yeah, that can, that can happen to me if I start to... Fuck with hedge funds or yeah. investments. Yeah, if you start to like, you know, get too greedy. Right. There's a message in it. There's a fine balance. Yeah. I, okay, so moving forward, back to back to movies. Um, on your list, like just like quick hitters. Like what 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 other you know movies do you think that re- other recommendations, other movies that you think people watch um, that are popular that you yeah. are a huge fan of? Because um, then I'll I'll talk a little bit about mine, and I think I want to see like. I feel like we'd have different movie tastes. I, I feel like we'd like... We have to have some overlaps on this topic. Though. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I might list out, too. Especially as a college student, you can't go wrong with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Classic. Absolute classic. Yep. Great yep. movie. Um, I will say, also, like if you're not in college yet, you're still like senior year of high school, take a Ferris Bueller's Day Off, dude. Yeah. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to impact your college grade. Oh, okay. Wait. Completely tangent off that. Have you heard the theory that... Um, he imagines all of it. No. And what's the what's his best friend's name? Cam. Cam. Yeah. yeah. The theory the theory is is that Cam is the one who's like kind of depressed, kind of like sad, and he um, fabricates the idea of Ferris Bueller. You know, taking really. It, like, yeah. I've never heard of this before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know too much about it, but I have. I, I think I've either I've seen that on like a TikTok or a YouTube video, and um, it was actually pretty in- interesting. There are a few cases in it, I, like a few 
instances of like evidence or whatever. Okay. But um, because he's very much like a regular type guy, right? Yeah, like not. He doesn't want to go out on the weekends. Yeah. He's kind of a homebody. And Ferris Bueller, on the other hand, is very like outgoing, very party animal, like extrovert to a T. Yeah, and so his yeah. thing is that he you know makes him up and everything, but. Yeah, I don't know too much about that, but have, you haven't heard about that. So it's like one of those things where like he's envisioning like the guy he wants to be kind of like Fight Club, the Tyler Durden. All kind of, yeah, yeah. From what I remember, I mean, I haven't, I don't remember too much about it because it, right. it was a while ago. But um, yeah, that was something that I definitely saw or heard about it. Um, but overall, good movie. I, oh, absolutely. Classic. Absolute classic, especially among our age group. It's definitely um, one of the older, like it's an older movie, you know, it's not something that came out and yesterday. And it's crazy to think that it still holds up. Definitely, definitely relevant, and like moving in a little bit more to um, what's it? Uh, the Spider, the new Spider-Man movies. Oh, um, dude! Those have a lot of heavy influence from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I for sure. I saw um, a video about it, and it was like, what's the what's the director's name of Ferris Bueller? Do you know? Um, let's ask Siri. Who directed Ferris Bueller's Day Off? John Hughes. John Hughes, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Because John Hughes, I think, there was heavy influence in a lot of, like, the first MCU Spider-Man film. Like, he's, like, running um, through the yards. And that happens in very Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, And so, um, and, like, even that movie, what, happened, I, I don't know when it came out, but it was a while ago, right? Oh, yeah, pre-2000s for sure. Probably, yeah. like, 1980s again. Yeah, but, like, it holds heavy influence to today, and either movies and also just, like, people in general, you know? For sure. So I think that's definitely worth a watch, 100%. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen that movie, you definitely, you got to watch that right now. Yeah. And, it's, yeah, it's just classic. Classic. Um, Breakfast Club. That oh, is, that was another 1980s movie. Yep. Yep. I think it's a classic movie for me. I have some good memories attached to it. Um, I think it's just youthful. You know? Oh, absolutely. That's a really good adjective for that movie. Yeah, and different personalities, diverse yep. a little bit. I mean, I, w- I don't know if I'd say diverse in terms of, you know, actor-wise, but, like, personalities. Like, oh, yeah. at the time, and even now, like, it's good movie to watch. And one, like, one of my favorite things from Breakfast Club, like, this is, like, a, this isn't profound, but, like, John Bender, yep. especially the scene where he's like, oh, yeah, this is what happens in my house, and he rolls up his sleeves, he's got a fucking cigar burn on his arm. I feel like a lot of people in the 1980s were like, oh, that guy's a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. And, like, you weren't realizing any kind of abuse that was happening in the household because that didn't happen until, like, that wasn't popularized, popularized, popularized into, like, prominent media until, like, late 2000s when, like, child abuse began to become more prevalent. Yeah, it's definitely a real, real-life situation going mm-hmm. on, you know? Um, a lot of it has to do with identity, not really knowing, like, yeah. who you are or what you want to be. Abuse, like you're saying. Um, and, uh, like, again, like, the scene where he's in the, um the closet with the principal and he's like come on come on i'll give you the first shot like right here and he's yeah. going to do his yeah, yeah. right here and he kind of just looks up to him like this hopeless like everyone's against even the principal's asking me to beat the shit out of him like no one fucking believes in me dude yeah it was yeah. kind of heartbreaking a little bit but um, yeah yeah also um heartbreaking is the scene of uh i don't know i don't the nerdy kid's name i don't know his name but he talks about suicidal yeah, and they're like, yeah, I tried to kill myself with a flare gun, and the jock's like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, like, but I think it's, it's definitely a real-life thing, because, like, he was under a lot of pressure of, like, his right. parents, right? Yeah, and he got, like, one B, he's like, my parents can't have a B. Yeah, I yes. I can't have a B. Yes, and, like, um, 
And that's, a, that's definitely a real-life thing that people go through today. Yeah, you know? that's why it's such a good movie. Everyone relates to somebody in The Breakfast Club. Yeah, and it's not even that um, new of a movie either. You know, it's, yeah. it's been, it's an 80s movie. Not too long um, ago. Yeah, and like, people, people's parents have a lot of pressure on them or other things going on, like, oh, I need to get a job, I need money, or I need to... Impress my parents with my yeah, grades. Yeah, I have expectations that I gotta do, and right. I think that still carries on to today and what For people sure. gotta go through. Yeah. yeah, even if the pressure's not on them as much as it was a fr- as, as much as it was from the nineteen eighties, because um, like nineteen eighties bullies were a problem. That problems dissipated in the two thousands. Yeah, and you could argue we've seen repercussions from that, but um, I mean, there's an innate feeling like kids want to do the best for their parents, especially if their parents provided a lot for them and give them a lot of opportunities. Like they can want to pay it back towards the parents. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like the. Th- even though the culture's changed from the 1980s to the 2000s, a lot of the themes from the movies are still similar, which is probably why it's still such a popular movie in today's day and age. Yeah, I, I know specifically, like, I mean, we talked about this a little bit, you know, before recording and just chilling in the duty office, um, parents-wise, like, exactly what you're saying, like, I definitely relate to, I guess, like, pay, paying it forward to, like, my parents. Oh, you know, they're for sure. Getting, they're getting a little bit older, you know, I obviously respect them and appreciate what they've done, and trying to do something because of it, you know? Right. I can't just, like, lay it all, let it all go to waste for, you know, what they've done, you know? Yeah. And that holds true to, like, movies, but just, like, culture in general, you know? Yeah, and that oh. kind of relates to, like, back to college pastimes, like, what you do at college. I mean, your parents basically got you here, if, at least in most circumstances. There are definitely some kids who got themselves here all on their own, which, more props to you. I'm not one of you. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, like, I'm definitely fortunate enough to say, like, I'm being supported by my parents, but that exactly what you're saying. That doesn't yeah. go for everyone. And, yeah, like, some kids, I mean, you got kids even here who are like, yeah, I'm here at college. Let's fucking get drunk, dude. Yeah. It's like a Wednesday night. They're like, yeah, uh, I got a handle full of Tito's, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pull up to my dorm. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, that brings up, like, uh, a pretty good point and even relates to, like, Breakfast Club, too. Um, continuing on the theme of college pastimes, like, you know, alcoholism <laughs> in, in college. Like, oh, you know, college college kids. You know, they all drink. Oh know? yeah, we, we all know, we all know people that drink. You yep. know, regardless of <laughs> their age or not. But like, <laughs> um, we you know, we all know people. They're and, not all legal. And like, okay, <laughs> is alcoholism a thing in college? Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, I was actually just at my friend's house over um the break, and I was talking to his mom who. Went to University of Delaware, mm-hmm. a big party school, and she's like, "Yeah, alcoholism's not really a thing in college." And I've heard that before, and like I kind of got that because you're gonna go to college, people drink. I mean, you think of college, you think of parties, alcoholism, people are getting unruly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> an alternative for a better word. Um. And the thing I'd say about alcoholism at college is it exists, but not at the level that it exists in the real world. I mean, if you go to a, you're in college, you're taking a 930, maybe you go to a class hungover. All right, you had a great Sunday night, maybe you went a little bit too hard. If you go to work on Monday morning, like when you're 25, hungover, like you got to get your fucking shit together, dude. (laughs) Like, it's, it's not the same realm at all. And... So alcoholism at college, it exists, 
But because of the culture of college, it's definitely not the same as the quote-unquote real world. Yeah, because it definitely seems like it's normalized. Like, oh, yeah. In college, you know? Because everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm in college. I can do whatever I can do whatever I want. I, yeah. I can drink every night if I wanted to. You know, obviously your grades may suffer, but that's for you to experiment. For That's, you, that's for you to figure out. For sure. So, you know, you could genuinely become an alcoholic. Yeah, by, by, like, judgment of people outside of college. Yes, and, like, but since the, exactly what you're saying, the, the culture. The culture around college, yep. You know, it's like, oh, I'm not an alcoholic, I'm a college student. Yeah. You know, and, like, I don't know how beneficial that is, but that's definitely something that does happen in college, you know? Yeah, and I'd say, I'd say a major part of it is, I mean, at least in my experience, the kids who are, like, the most... I don't want to say debilitated, but, like, the kids who are the most alcoholic alcoholics at college, especially in the first year, are those who aren't allowed to drink at home. Yes. Yes. Because it's their first taste of independence. Yes. They're like, I'm at college. My parents aren't here. Yes. Let's get fucked up. And they drink until they fucking vomit. Yeah. And if you're at home in your senior year and your parents are like, you're going to college next year, if you're going to get drunk, we'd rather it be at home so we know you're in a safe space. You're going to know your limits. You're going to go to college knowing how much it takes for you to get drunk. Um, but, yeah, dude, I mean, it, it varies so much. And there are some kids who you think are so innocent, and you see them on a Saturday night just inebriated, unable to function. Yeah, and I think that theme carries along with, like, if you're pretty sheltered in terms of being at home, like, you don't try anything, you know, mm -hmm. your parents maybe helicopter your parents and everything. You know, um, I think exactly what you're saying. Some people don't know what to do you yeah know? they're put into a pool of like oh drugs alcohol sex literally all three of those things you may never have experienced and now you're on your own and you just they just want to do all of it you yeah. just go ham literally and like that's dangerous you know yep. but like they just people just want to learn they're curious they want to see something different and like that ties into like what college is like hookup culture huge uh, drinking yeah. drugs huge yep. and you know just being thrown into that and 100% I agree with you um, in the fact of, you know, people who don't know, people who have never tried anything, they're the ones who become the craziest. You know, yeah. I, I had a really good friend who um, actually I went, um, went to their house and they had alarms on all the doors. Oh, no. They're... They had the, uh, was Life 360? Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your parents just see whatever the hell you're doing online. Yeah, and like, um, so they had that and like they had to know everything they were doing at all points like yo text me everything and it turns out like this person i'd actually end up like hang out with them or like going to like a party or whatever and they were probably one of the most wild people yeah that i've met which is something that i i didn't expect but at the same time i did expect knowing what they came from like they need to just let loose yeah and in terms and for them letting loose comes in a much larger extent than someone who has already gotten a taste of it and can kind of know their limits about right yeah um, but yeah, I guess like, um, carrying on, I guess, alcohol, alcoholism and like addiction, you know? Yeah, no. Um, and college is again, like you, you get there, you're given the taste of independence and you realize I'm kind of my own man or my own woman and you can get into a vortex of addiction really fast. Yes. I mean, there's some people who. Maybe freshman year there, they get into alcohol, and then by senior year, they're finishing off like a handle within three days. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, you're not a college student anymore. You are downing a handle in three days. You're an alcoholic. Yes. <laughs> and like, okay, obviously, 
And it comes in different forms. It's not yeah. just alcohol. And, like, we don't condone any illegal use or underage <laughs> use of alcohol or drugs by any means. Definitely not. Do not do that. Be of age and be safe. Be smart. Right. But at the same time, you know, the you reality see, is... You see people who aren't. Yes. The reality is you are going to meet people and see people. Um, and I guess my question to you, I mean, I know I know you, Fred, you're a pretty, like, level-headed person, you know? Yeah. Um, you know what's wrong and right? Like, so my, my question, or I guess, like, piece of advice that I want to ask is, like, for the people that are going into college or for mm-hmm. the people that are getting caught up in this, I guess, culture of, like, you know, trying new things, but they don't know what they're doing, like, and hopefully they don't, they don't get to, like, addiction at any point. Like, right. what, 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 why, what, what would you tell them or want people to know that, like, all right, like, how to not get there, you know? I would how to be say um, everything in moderation, including moderation. So... I mean, if you, you've never had alcohol before, some night you are going to have to test your limits. Um, I mean, preferably it would be if you're at a safe environment with maybe your extended family or your family. End of age, hopefully. And, yeah, I mean, well, there was some law I heard about where, like, if you're 16 and your parents order you a drink, as long as they're with you, you can consume the drink. Legally. Really? I actually haven't heard of that, but yeah. I don't know which states is, I, um... I, it kind of makes some sense to me, because, like, I've talked to a bunch of other people about, like, other countries who their drinking age is at, like, Oh, like, yeah, Spain, 18, or 16, it used to be, at least. Yeah. Literally, like, UK, Ireland, you know, and you've... Yeah. I mean, America, we, we came from Protestant origins, so our drinking age is... 18, although our, our drinking age is 21, although our, you know, ability to go to war stands at 18, which is fucking beyond, horse shit. Yeah, beyond me. Um, but. Either make them the same or stop enforcing the rule. I mean, yeah. no, I, yeah, get it, yeah. I, I, I will fucking die on that hill. Yeah, I'm but, um, <laughs> yeah, so you're going to have to learn your limits once in a while. So if you haven't done it at home... I'd say get your closest friends together and maybe get, you know, two or three of them and say, listen, I'm getting fucking blackout drunk tonight. Um, you guys are all staying sober and monitoring me. Mm-hmm. The next morning, you're going to have an absolutely disgusting hangover, but you're going to know how much you can drink and you can carry that on into the parties that you go to in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and because it's all about experimenting and learning. Yeah. You know? Right. Because that's the only mm-hmm. way that you're actually going to know. Yep. You know, and obviously you got you to take that with some safety, some precaution, to make sure you're not doing anything too stupid to yeah. the point of, like, hurting yourself or anyone around you. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree with it to some extent, you know. I know I had a friend back in high school, actually, um, and his mom told him, I don't care if you drink. Like, it's going to happen. Um, obviously, you're not of age, but if it happens... I want you, and you're driving, like you drive through Joe somewhere and you need to drive home, I'd rather you call me and say, hey mom, I know like I wasn't supposed to drink, but I drank, and can you pick me up and go home? I'd rather have that than rather have the next morning and say, oh, your son crashed, or yeah. oh, your daughter crashed, you know? No, my, they're my, gone. my parents were the exact same way. I mean, every time, like, ever since I was a senior in high school, I'd be like, I'm going over to my friend's house, they'd be like, okay, um... I would, like, be halfway out the door, like, Fred! I'm like, what, Mom? She's like, I want you to know, if you ever drink, call us twice over, because you got to bypass the do not disturb thing. 
let us know. I'm like, okay, mom, thank you. And looking back, I'm glad as hell because like, if you're sloshed, you don't want to be in the mindset of, oh my god, if I call my parents right now, they're gonna kill me. Yeah. If they find out I'm drunk, I better fucking try to drive home. Then you fucking slide off the road, kill yourself. Yeah. Your parents are gonna be miserable. Yeah. So. Because you'd rather be safe. Yeah. You know, and not be stupid. Because like, and I, I definitely 100% agree. With that parenting style, you know that like oh for sure you know Me too. it's okay to be like it's okay to be um to try things yeah you know as but long just be as safe. you learn your limits yeah just be safe um and also don't be stupid yep um I know for me specifically like my parents actually I feel like they never talked to me about anything like they didn't really talk to me about um drugs or alcohol they kind of just like don't do it and that's okay like I you know. I think that was good to the point, like, it definitely got across the point of these are kind of something that you don't want to take advantage of, yep. you know? And for me, that came across, like, really well, and I'm lucky enough to understand, like, the difference of, all right, like, my limits and also, like, freedom, you know? Because for some other people, like we were saying earlier, they might they may not understand what it's like to actually have a ounce of freedom or independence and go off the rails. Right. For me, I definitely was able to, like, kind of gear into independence and freedom and just, like, being able to, like, hang out with other people um, and, you know, be my own person, which I'm happy for, 100%. But definitely, yes, I agree with you on, in terms of advice to other people, going into college or going into that, you know, no moderation, but also... Yeah. Just know your limits. And once you're in that stage, I mean, it's, again, not only alcohol. You can start smoking as much as you want. Or, I mean, I've known kids who, like, go from high school. They're, like, they're great kids, pure. I mean, you look at them, you're like, oh, yeah, he's, nah, he's innocent as hell. Goes to college, give him three months. He's, like. Different person. He's fucking, like, every people, every three people on his floor. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know what happens with these kids. But suddenly, like, hookup culture hits them. They're like, oh, I'm not limited by the people in my high school who I've spent, like, 12 years with before. Yeah, yeah. I, I can just fuck whoever I want. Yeah, because <laughs> people, people who, I mean, I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely someone who's, I guess, been in a bubble of my high school. You know, I came from a small private prep school in Yo. New Hampshire. You know, my graduating class was 70 kids. 70 kids? 70 kids. <laughs> Holy so, shit. I know, I know people specifically who were like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't, you know, nobody interests me here. Yeah. You know, I'm, and they're like, oh, okay, cool. So he just, you know, doesn't, is not into that, you yeah. know? But then now this, this person actually goes to a uh, school, you know, in the Boston area. Right. And he, you know, is on Tinder now. He's yeah, on you got Bumble. a class of 2,000 kids. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, they're all at my disposal. Yeah. And like his, <laughs> his body count's actually like. It's obviously changed, you know? Yo, for sure, and, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really different. He's like, no, it's not different to me. It's just a different environment. Yep. You know, and that's also true, you know? Yeah, dude, hookup culture at college, it's a it's a completely different world. Yeah, and, like, honestly, I don't, I respect everyone who's just figuring things out. Yeah, no, sometimes that's what you have to do. Yeah, and, like, I know for me, my, like, for me, uh, I definitely think that hookup culture is not for me. Yep. Um, I say this when I was non-relationship and I say this now being in a relationship um I don't know I'm more into like I guess meaningful yeah being um, close to somebody yeah that intimacy I think that's pretty important but that's just me you know I could be definitely old-fashioned and I definitely think there is some benefit <laughs> old-fashioned 
<laughs> oh, I mean, I definitely think there is some benefit, or something to learn if people are going out there and, like, getting into hookup culture, you mm-hmm. know? Like, exactly what you said in terms of alcohol and drugs. Know your limits. You yeah. Know? Be safe out there. If, um, use, prote- use protection, you know. Wear a condom. So you don't, you don't end up with something that's, you know. Know, know, know the repercussions of your actions. I think that's pretty important. You know, I think in terms of drinking, al- you know, drinking and, um, drinking, smoking, fucking. Yeah, like in terms of drinking and drugs, if you're gonna do this underage and in a stupid way, you got another reper- repercussions. Oh you yeah, for sure. Caught, you know, you know, you need to know that you're underage, and then, yeah, like you need to know that there is. There are consequences that exist. You might, exactly, you might, exactly. you might get into this new independent environment and feel invincible. But you got to know realistically, you could end up with a kid under your belt at 18 years old. Yeah. And, and that's going to fuck your entire life over. And that too. And like also in terms of hookup culture, like you need to know like what what it means or when to stop. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, in terms of... You can of, get too into it for sure. Yeah. Because like I'm not, you know, either girl or guy. It happens to either... Um, it happens to anyone actually. It Like consent. Consent's important. Obviously. Yes. Um, I think that's, you know, as RAs, I know, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen other boards. I've seen a ton of boards in different, um, in different buildings. Dorm halls. Yeah. I've yep. seen, you know, consent, know what that means. And I think it's, you know, it's important. It, it is. It's a valid it point to make, for know, sure. Like, in all seriousness, know your limits and know, like, what's right and wrong. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, if you're getting odd vibes from someone else... Odds are the right vibes. They're not just being like, oh, no. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe don't touch me on my shoulder. They're like, no, don't touch me on my shoulder, dude. Like, get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know it, it, it's really tough to hear about this and to, like, be a part, like, or not be a part, but, but um, see in, uh, social media posts or other people's accounts of, like, you know, harassment or Yeah, other, for sure assault cases and it's like, always tough to read about that stuff because yeah. you're like just it would have been so easy to just have been better yeah and like for you know people who are people who are listening you know just be better you know <laughs> make sure your yeah, message to all you guys just just be better yeah <laughs> it's yeah. that easy <laughs> yeah and just like just know just, you know be smart just yeah come on now you know i, I say, okay so I, trust your gut really yeah, i say this i say this to my residents um i say this to my residents my first floor meeting last semester, and I'm, I'm going to say it to them this semester when all my residents move in. Um, I remember I walked into my floor meeting with them, you know, after we introduced ourselves or whatever, and I was like, all right, I'm going to be honest with you. It's college, y'all. Like, you're you're going to want to experiment things. You're going to want to figure things out, but just don't be stupid, you know? And everyone, everyone's tone kind of, like, all focused in on me. Yeah. Because they were like, all right, this kid's being real. Like, this guy's actually being real, you know? He's not saying, oh, you can't do any of the things you're not supposed to do because you want to figure things out, like we've been saying. But at the same time, like, don't be an idiot. Yeah, it's not realistic. You can't be like, don't have sex. Like, yeah, it's going to fucking happen, dude. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) eventually. But it's like, all right. Don't drink. Like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, it's very much, um, and, like, just knowing that, you know, I hope, I hope my residents, they, I mean, even, like, even last night, like, they, one of them was, it was already, like, past quiet hours, and he was pretty loud, and I could hear him, and one of my other residents, like, it's like, yo, can you tell him to stop yelling? And I texted him, I was like, yo, it's pretty late, you know, and he knew, he knew that, like, okay, 
He's being real with me. I gotta listen to him. He quieted right. it down. No, it wasn't like, alright, I have to, because he's being a stickler. He's yeah, being like he's a, my RA. Yeah, he's an arc, but it was just like, alright, yeah, I gotta, you know, listen and do the smart thing. And that's the easiest thing. Like, as long as you're real with your people, as long as you're not, like, playing the role, you're like, I'm your RA, uh, quiet down, just past quiet hours. You're like, yo, someone else is complaining, like, between you and me, just, just keep it down. Yeah, because I, I, even, I, I even thought to myself, I don't think I ended up telling this, telling him this, but I was like, I really just didn't want to write him up. Yeah. And, like, deal with it. Because, like, he's my resident. I'm actually, like, somewhat friends with him. You know, I see him around. And, like, I feel like the need wasn't there. Like, I was already off duty. Um, I knew who they were. You know, just quiet it down. Just to go home. You know? Yeah. Like, don't fucking enforce harsh punishments on him. I'd be like, hey, heads up. Someone's telling me you're being kind of loud. Cool it down a little bit. We're cool. Yeah, and like the same people respect that. Yeah, hundred percent, because they know they know what it's like. Like, all right, I'm not doing this for the wrong reason. I'm doing this for you, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that straight up goes along with what we've been saying the entire time. Like, even like parenting, you know, like, okay, be safe. You know, I know things may happen. I respect whatever you're gonna do, but just be safe. Don't be stupid. Be safe. Know your limits. And it, and it's funny Don't how be out of control. Yeah, and it's funny how being like. RAs in that sense kind of like reflects like I don't know I guess like parenting in a sense. yeah it's like training wheels yeah <laughs> for yeah. being parents yeah and like I mean <laughs> it's like I think um, going into like the RA role like I was thinking all right like I just want to be someone that people can kind of like look up to yeah and know that they're not gonna go through it like alone right you know? and I think parents do the same thing in terms of you know pastimes such as like drinking alcohol and well, some do. Some are yes, like, true yeah. to true. Right. And like either you know there are obviously benefits to pros and cons to all parenting styles and all people and all types of. I guess, I don't know, like styles. college experiences. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, and like in terms of other pastimes, you know, what other pastimes have you got like going on? Maybe like you've heard or anything, you know. Yeah, no, um, I mean, personally, you know, as an RA, it takes up a good amount of my time, um, yeah, my pastimes include doing homework, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. no, um, for real though, I really do have to get involved in more communities on campus, mm-hmm. um, I'm like an RA, I do staff advisory board, but that's the extent of my pastimes, I know, personally, I know we started off with movies, I watch so many movies. I mean, I'm kind of... I get way too into them. And, okay, um... Also, people don't know this about Fred. Um... If you go into his room... Not saying I go into his room a lot, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if you go into his room, you know, he has handwritten quotes. Oh, yeah. Of... Fig- anything. Yeah, literally yeah. anything. Whenever I, figures. whenever I hear, watch, or read a quote that sticks out to me, I put it in a list of notes on my phone, and eventually I try to crank them out all onto paper. Um, I'm pretty far behind right now, but like for example, let's see if I can open my notes. Yeah, I want to hear. I want some good quotes. You know, I'm I'm a huge quote guy too. Yeah, no. So the ones I haven't posted on my wall yet. Oh my god, there's a fucking ton of them. Um. This is one of my favorites, actually. I heard this one from my close friend. Um, and he said, there is no time in life for self-doubt. Oh. And I've read a number of 
profound quotes from famous figures. I mean, you know, Benjamin Franklin says something along the lines of, um, do not waste time for that is what life is made of. Or we have Ernest Hemingway. Um, I was a little drunk, not drunk in any positive sense, but just enough to be careless. Um, Jack London, the proper function of a man is to live, not to exist. I shall not waste my tie, uh, my, my days in trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. But, I mean, even this quote from my friend, there is no time in life for self-doubt, stuck out to me. Um, again, looping back to the very beginning of the podcast from watching Dead Poets Society, um, there are two quotes from that movie from, uh, what was his name? Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the late, late Robin Williams. Late yeah. and great. Um, and they were, seize the day. Um, make your lives extraordinary. Which is like, I mean, we live and we take our lives for granted. We wake up in the morning, go through our day. The next day is the exact same. And um, I think it was Henry David Thoreau who said, yesterday will be like tomorrow. Uh, life wastes itself while we are preparing to live. And, I mean, you got to give meaning to every day. You wake up in the morning... You go to bed, you wake up the next day, you go to bed, it becomes a cycle of repetition. And if you don't give it a meaning, it can evolve into 20 years, and you look back and you go, like, holy fucking shit! <laughs> it's two yeah. decades of my life gone! Yeah. Um, and and to- just, uh, just to, like, interject, like, I 100% feel what you're, like, meaning, and I think that's something that I've been, I've been working on myself personally. I know uh, spring semester, freshman year, I was home. Um, I yeah. did online classes and I worked and that's and I went to the gym and that's all I did every single day rinse and repeat uh, get up at like six thirty eight a.m. or six thirty or eight a.m. for my one or the other class. yeah for my <laughs> yeah. for my online classes and I went to work I went to the gym and it was the same day and I felt so unhappy with myself because yeah. none of it had meaning you know and because it was just like all right like what am I actually doing you know I feel like I'm being productive but there's no meaning to that work. It's, and like, yeah, it's just a loop. Yeah, and now it's like, okay, you know, some days I'll, maybe I won't eat as healthy, or maybe some days, like, I'll take a nap or whatever. And, like, yeah, it may feel like I'm not being as productive, but, like, each day, like, I feel like I have, like, a purpose, I yeah, guess. Yeah, variety is the spice of life. And, like, yes, being an RA does help with that, but just, like, being a person on this campus and being in different communities, you know, and I think that's very important, having some sort of, like, you know, like you're saying, like, don't live every day like it's the same. Yeah, you, you gotta know? differentiate that shit. That's that's what gives life its purpose. Yeah. You've um you've listened to what's the fucking Pink Floyd album? Um Dark Side of the Moon, I think. Yeah. 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 Um I don't know fully, but yes. Yeah. I think it's time is my favorite song of that album, and it's basically just repeating the past five minutes of what we've been talking about. Yeah. And um, I, think, I think it's great. I love that song. That really, I mean, you listen to the whole song, you're like, ah, I gotta stop sitting on my fucking hand all day and <laughs> get to it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know everybody, everybody has this moment where they're sitting in bed on their phone. Yup, um, probably like, in the morning. Yeah, or, or deep at night. I know this happened to me like at 3 a.m. in the morning or anything. And you're just like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. You know, and then I, for me at least, I'll either like sit up and like, get some fresh air and, like, I don't know, open my window or whatever. Or I'll, like, go on my phone and say, like, oh, how to, how to turn my life around. Or yeah. like people, people go through that, and it's a real thing that everybody goes through. And, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it takes a day to turn some life around, but just, I don't oh, find meaning in the not. little things. Yeah. You know? Like, even, even, okay, even this podcast. 
I'm gonna look back. I'm gonna look back and um, hopefully have a good amount of episodes you know, in the near future, like maybe like five years, maybe even longer, and be like, all right, this is what I thought about at the time. You know, this is how I've grown from it, and that's what I want. You know, it's gonna be hopefully different. I'll, I'll learn from it. You know, yeah. and then at the same time, I'll look back and be like, dang, this was fun. You know, I gotta talk to different people in different like communities, people who impacted my life. You know, and then hopefully I'll. I mean. I hope with all the RAs, but like you too, Fred. Obviously, um, that like we all stay in touch, and like I like I can't even make this up. Like even before we started recording, we talked about like weddings and yeah. like inviting all of the RAs to like our right. wedding someday, you know. And like that's what I want to do, and like have meeting with like the people I talk to, you know, e- the things that I do, you know. Yeah, or like even even not about um, thinking of the long prospect. I mean, you just want your days to mean something altogether. I mean, even if your podcast lasts for maybe three more episodes, you'll look back on the five episodes you have in total, you're like, oh, I remember this night. Yeah. And that, like, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even, um, I guess going back to one of the first things we talked about was, like, Wolf of Wall Street, right? And, like, he didn't really have, like, he had everything. He had all the pleasure in the world, you know, yeah. money, sales, yep. drugs. But he didn't find meaning in any of, any of it. And he got screwed over, you know? Yeah. And, um, so let's, like, you know, not try to do that and find a, find the meaningful things, you know? That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And, like, I guess, um, I, I have a quote, um, that I kind of, like, live by. I have zero idea who actually, um, came up Said with it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, and I've tried multiple times to, like, look it up on, like, Google or, uh, this other search engine that I use, um, but it's called, or it said, um, every art, the best artist can make a masterpiece out of a mistake, which I love, because it's like, I'm, I'm someone who just like, messes up over and over again. I mean, who doesn't if exactly. you're human? Yeah, and like, but, I mean, turn, you know, finding the like, good of it, you know, t- trying to learn something out of it, trying to figure out how to like, turn it around, and I think like, I mean, even, even this podcast, it's not, it's no, it's no professional... I mean, yeah, we're in our, what, maybe second, third, fourth episode. Yeah. <laughs> we're just getting into it like, right now. We are literally <laughs> doing it in in our RA duty office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what is it, two in the morning? Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> there, like, this mic is probably, like, a $12 mic I bought off of Amazon. Like, there's yeah. nothing special about it. But, like, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, know? as long as you have the memory. Yeah, it's about the conversations, you know, and I, I think it's sick. I think this is dope. You know, uh, I even, like, this, I've shared it to a few friends and everything, and, like, they're like, this is sick. Like, and I'm like, really? It's like, yeah, I mean, it's a little echoey, but, you know? Like, I yeah, mean, I mean, yeah, like, you have the 12 mic off Amazon. Of course it's going to be a little echoey. Yeah, you know? And, like, um, and I guess, like, that just, I, it's been going on, like, what we've been talking about. Just, like, growing, learning. That's all there is to life, really. Yeah. I mean, you grow and you learn. That's all I can ask for. Yeah. Um, okay, so, I mean, we've had a good, you know, a good time limit, but, so, you, you didn't listen to the, you didn't listen to the first episode. I did not, no, okay. yeah, hit me Perfect. with, uh, hit me with what you're keeping Perfect. me in suspense for. Perfect, okay, it's actually, it actually worked out really well, and I, f- I honestly thought about doing this every podcast, but I thought about it when we were recording it, off rip, just like during it. Right. So, in your lifetime, what is the best thing that you have learned whether and that you would want other people to know and this could be something that you learned you know about in college it could be when you were younger it could be 
something about life in general, school, sports, um, movies even, literally yeah. anything. Something yeah, that you've it. learned that you would want other people to know and that has probably impacted your life. So this is not only the thing that I have taken most to heart, but is also the thing that is the hardest to implement in anybody's life whatsoever. And that is, um, you guys have all heard this quote before, but it's live every day as if it is your last. Nice. And it's a standard fucking quote. Anybody can say it. But, I mean, the reality is it might not even be your fault. You could be crossing the street tomorrow morning. Someone's on their phone in a tr like an 18-wheeler and they fucking kill you. Yeah. And you're going to look back and like you're going to be like... A little morbid, but yeah. I probably should have told that girl or that guy I had a crush on him. Yeah. Like, you might have 24 hours left on the planet of the Earth. Yeah. And you might not even know it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I have my qualms with the quote of live every day, live every day as if it were your last. Like, you can't just spend all your savings yeah, yeah. On, a, on, a, on a gambling program. Some limits. <laughs> some limits towards it. Yeah, yeah, there have to be some limits. But um, um, one of the things I read was like, what would you do if it was your last day on earth? And somebody was like, I'd tell all my family members that I loved them and mm -hmm. that I yeah. miss them when I'm not with them. And the next question was, why haven't you done that already? Yeah. And it, I mean, it puts the futility of life in perspective as cliche as it is. Um, but it's true. You know? Consider the facts. I mean, there's the quote, memento mori. Remember that you are going to die. Yeah. And every day, just do what you can to make the world better than you left it yesterday and that's really my takeaway from it i mean obviously you're not going to find something you can do every day to make a profound difference but tomorrow tell somebody that you like the shirt or that yeah the you, little things yeah you think what you said or what they said was funny mm -hmm. doesn't have to be something incredible but anything you can do to improve the world that you live in is a good start yeah wow and like that ties in um Perfectly. I saw this actually this morning on um, on Instagram. It was like, have that conversation, dance that dance, sing yeah. that song, you know? Fucking live, dude. Yeah. Because, like, ultimately, you're right. Exactly what you're saying. Like, no one ever really knows what's going to mm -hmm. happen today, tomorrow, and the next day after that. And, like, you don't want to live a life, like, full of regrets or anything. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's um, awful. Yeah, but I think that is honestly a amazing way to, like, live life in general, you know, to, like, not put anything off on the, not, to put everything on the table, Yeah. you know, to some extent, like, you're not gonna exactly, like, blow your life Yeah, you can't go all in. Yeah, you're not gonna do anything, like, super legal, I don't know, you're not gonna, like, crash your car into the, a building, and be like, ah, <laughs> right. whatever, yeah. <laughs> YOLO! <laughs> yeah, like, there's still consequences, right. but the sentiment is there, you yeah. know, and honestly, Fred, this was, this was a great episode. Yeah, um, I'm glad to have been on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on. My yeah, pleasure. I think that's a, that's a perfect way to wrap up this this episode. Um, I think it's a great message as well. Um, so for all those listening, thank you so much for tuning in, and hopefully you'll listen to the next episode. Hopefully. Thanks for staying all the way, guys. Appreciate you. Take care.